It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're here in the studio for you. We got a really good show for you today. It's based on some listener feedback, uh, which I always like. I love hearing that. I love I love having people uh, be into what we're doing and uh, wanting to know our opinions on stuff. Yeah, I like not having to work. Thank you yeah. for doing our work for us. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, and we'll you know we'll read that piece of feedback here in a second. But uh, anyway, welcome to the show. Um, today's show is all about. The Disney Research. Uh, I don't know if it's the Disney Research Institute. It sounds like uh, a place where they, they they learned about the first lobotomy. You know what I mean? I think it's just DisneyResearch.com, but, yeah, but it I sounds better with Institute in it. Let's yeah. call it the Disney Research Institute. <laughs> Why not? Disney Research University. It's not like we've ever gotten those things correct anyway. The so. Institute of <laughs> University. <laughs> uh, but it's pretty cool. And we've reported on some of the news there before, uh, whatever they're doing over there at the Disney Research Institute of America. And... Um, it's uh, it's pretty cool, but today's feedback was all about like, hey, why don't you guys try to make a ride out of uh, what they're doing over there? And so we said, huh, let's do that. Let's see if we can actually make this happen. <laughs> so we're going to figure it out. I, th- I think we did a pretty good job. I, I think I did a great job, personally. Um, but uh, we'll see if everybody else did a good job. And to judge, we have our friend Matt Staley back on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the figure finisher we spoke with, I think, six, eight months ago or something. Yeah, about, yeah. Good friend. Good friend of the show. Uh, because I wanted to get someone at Disney here to, uh, to you know, just to judge it based on a, a couple of... Uh, um, God, I'm blanking. Requirements or whatever. Um, uh, you know, Usability, um, in installability, I guess. I, I don't Just know. Just to- all around feasibility of the feasibility, of the, uh, yeah. the idea. So uh, we'll get on Matt uh, in a second here, but before we start, uh, please go over to iTunes, rate us on iTunes. Uh, we're also on TuneIn, Stitcher, all that kind of stuff. We're all over, uh, all over social media. I think we're doing pretty good on like our Facebook page, Terrence. I know you and I have been oh. talking about that for a while. We're getting some good likes on there. It's not bad. We're not doing too bad, dude. Yeah, not too shabby. What are we at right now? Nine hundred and six. Oh, we were wow. at nine hundred and seven yesterday. So yeah. <laughs> it does happen. That does happen. Um, wow, that's actually that's more than I thought. Yeah, nice job, us. So maybe we'll be at a thousand. That'll be good. A thousand, a thousand by the hundredth. Sorry. There we go. Something to shoot <laughs> <Yeah>. for. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, all those places. Uh, you can send feedback on the show to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Any compliments goes to Terrence at earsup-podcast.com. You can say hi, hi. to Bev Aww. at earsup-podcast.com. And anything else comes to me. I'm Jason. Uh, Beverly is not here today. She's sick. And as much as I hate recording without... Uh, a full staff mm-hmm. essentially we're already kind of behind yeah. a show and uh, if we didn't record this show we'd be behind like two weeks and right. um, you know that's not fair to uh, to everybody listening to the show so Bev is, I'm sorry it's but weird it's like it's like back to like the old back to shows. The old, the old shows but yes. like Say no, those shows weren't as good. <laughs> yeah, so are you saying that she is uh, is she the X Factor she the might show? be I don't know it depends on her. how this one goes Let's call her. Call her. She's, so she's, she's calling her right now. 
20 bucks says that she's on the couch. Oh my gosh. Eating bonbons. Yes. Well, my concern is how she's going to answer. If she will even answer because. Who this? No, yeah. Because <laughs> nobody knows this phone number. That's true. Hello, this is Beverly. Hi, can I speak to Beverly, please? This is Hi, yeah, I would like to sell you some insurance, some internet insurance. It's in case your internet ever goes down, then you can uh, you can get free money. What do you want? <laughs> Hi, Beverly. Aww. You can't curse or anything Hi. and then speak in your sailor's tone because we're Hold on the on air. Hold on a minute. My family is like, we're like a family pile on the couch. We're watching Indiana Jones. Aww. Oh, that's way better than Golden Girls. That's what I said she was going to be watching. <laughs> Which All one? Right, let me go upstairs. Okay. Which which Indiana Jones? That was the fastest trip upstairs ever. <laughs> Beth can fly. My house, my house is very small. <laughs> upstairs, she means off the porch. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. What, which um, Indiana Jones are you watching? The first one. The, the good the, one. Uh, Raiders of the Lost something or other. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Las, the Las the Vegas Las, Raiders. The Las, Las word. Oh, don't bring that up. Oh, don't bring that up. Uh, we were just talking about how you're not here and we don't like it, and uh, I was like, hey, let's call Beverly, and so we did. Just checking in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. So well, I'm not there. No. Uh, so you right sent here. you sent over your idea for uh, our our Disney Research University Institute of America. Um, I did. And uh, so you will be here in spirit, Beverly. Great. I'm actually really sad I'm not there. I would much rather be there than... Than with your family? <laughs> than, <laughs> than in a pile. She can't win. Well, we're all, like, really sick, so... You sound perfectly healthy to me. I think this is, is... I think this is a big fake-out, and you're at some barbecue or something. I, in truthfulness, I feel better today. But yesterday, we all had fevers. Abby barfed her face off last night. Wow. That's cool. How does she look now without a face? Is that weird? Um, a little weird. A little pale. Faceless child. Hmm. Well, okay. Thank you, Bev. I hope you uh, recover nicely and nobody else loses a face to vomit. (laughs) Me too. It was gross. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, Okay. Well, goodbye, Beverly. Okay, bye. Peace. Bye. Whatever. That was fun. Poor girl. I know. I know she right? she sounded actually really sick. Uh, don't forget to check out our blog for uh, whatever we do over on the blog. Don't forget to go to our link and hit the Amazon link and do any uh, shopping on Amazon that you want to do. Uh, we get a little cut of the action, and it helps us stay on the air. helps me get a new mixer board, which I need desperately. So, uh, you know, keep doing that. Of course, go to Coviers. GetCoviers.com. Uh, order Coviers. You can be the first person to really light this fire and start, uh, you know, really pushing Coviers for us in the park because um, cause you're a nice person and they're cool, right? They are cool. Maybe. And they make you cool. And they do make they do make you cool. Um, but more importantly, support us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash ears up. Become a supporting member of our lovely family here. You get some really awesome rewards, access to our secret show, some cool drawings uh, from our friend Lulu, who's usually in the chat hanging out. Um, all sorts of fun stuff, so check that out. Um our last show, we talked about uh, desperately wanting an archivist 
Yeah. But like sort of half kidding about it because right. I didn't think well, anybody you would can't pay anyone. <laughs> right. And, you know, we were up front with that. So I got two emails that were uh, that of people that were interested. And uh, one lady I never heard back from. I apologize. I probably should have followed up with you. Uh, but uh, we have Matthew, who is now our currently our unpaid intern and who's doing uh, a fantastic job running through our shows. And, uh, you know, timestamps like all my little, you know, uh, like detailed things. Oh, what do you want? Oh, not much, Matt, but I want this, 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 and this, and this, and this. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to pay you for it. Right. So, and it better be done. <laughs> no, I wasn't that harsh about it. But uh, he was like, yeah, it's totally cool, man, whatever you guys want. So, uh, you know, soon... It's really just internal, but it's exciting for us because we're at the point where we have enough content where we can't keep track of it all, but we want to reference it back. Right. You know? so. Well, and some some things I forget if we've already talked about them sometimes. <laughs> like, right. It, it, it's kind of at that point. Yeah. But it'll also be good to like, I don't know, to do games based on old things we've talked about maybe or something like that. I don't That'd know. That'd be cool. So we'll see. I think some good things will come from this. And um, it's really awesome that Matt's doing that. Yeah. For us. So thank Great. you very much, Matt. Uh, let's do some feedback and then and then we'll get on with the show there. Taryn. Okie dokie. Uh, first one here we've got. It says, uh, hey, ears up crew. I've been an avid listener for about six months now and I'm one of your Patreon supporters. By the way, for those of you who haven't signed up yet, the secret shows are totally worth it. I live in Colorado, which means I am 33,370 White Houses away from Sleeping Beauty Castle. Well played. (laughs) But your show makes it seem much closer. Anyhow, I really appreciate your podcast as you all represent what has to be a large bite of the Disney fan churro. Those who are really into Disneyland and, okay, sometimes other parks too, and Disney history and movies and who love to get deeper info and trivia, but who don't feel obligated to actually retain the information, at least too specifically. I mean, who cares what that one ride is actually called anyway? I agree. <laughs> right. That's pretty much exactly how we feel. Yes. Uh, I have a couple comments and questions I'd like to share with you. One, my nomination for your funniest show ever is the one on Oob Iwerks, however it's pronounced. <laughs> I, oh. I dare anyone to listen to that whole show without totally cracking up. I was listening at the gym and had to turn it off because I kept dropping the weights while laughing. <laughs> <laughs> See, and this is why uh, Matthew is going to help us out because I have no I idea. I don't remember. <laughs> I have no idea. What do you think about what this is? I have no idea. Yeah. No, it was the history. Uh, Pep did it. Yeah. yeah I but, no, but, I mean, it, but that's that I remember, but the rest of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why it was so funny, I have no idea. <laughs> um, number two, thanks for Spectro Radio Disney Music History Episodes. The one on the Millennium Celebration was especially great. Uh, three, have there, really was. have there been any further developments on the Terrence Thinks about toilet paper? After the two, <laughs> I was sort of hoping it might become a series. See, we, this is why we also need the archive. I'm not sure what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this conversation. Right, you do? Yeah. Well, I remember the toilet paper. Yeah, but, I remember uh, the toilet paper. But I don't know what he means about it becoming a series. Like it, Terrence thinks, because it is, kind of. I think he was wondering if you would continue to do more Terrence thinks about toilet paper. About toilet oh, paper. did I do two of them? See, that's what I'm worried about. Is that I do, Did I? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right, because I did the celebrity. Do celebrities have different... Huh. Yeah. That's weird. I think about the bathroom a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's my uh, wife. He, he ends. My old, wife. old poopy head over there. <laughs> well, thanks again for creating such a great series of shows. Keep it up. Eric in Denver. Um, our next one is from Angie. 
Hi again, guys. I just wanted to mention that I agree with Bev regarding her review of the nine habaneros. I mean, the three <laughs> caballeros. It really isn't the most moving of storylines. However, I will say that I love it, along with Saludos Amigos, for pure nostalgia's sake. That being said, there's a fabulous documentary out there titled Walt and El Grupo that you should totally watch. I believe it's only $3.99 on Amazon to rent. It talks about why they had to put other animation features on hold and pursue these very different movies about South America. It's worth it to see video and uh, photographs of a younger Walt and famous Disney animators like Mary Blair and other notable people. It's really not as boring as I make it sound. <laughs> Please check it out. Uh, I'm not expecting uh, it to make the three Caballeros any better, but the history behind it is awesome for Disney buffs. Also, to watch some cool footage of a young John Lasseter and other Disney animators uh, from the new Disney Renaissance era, watch Waking Sleeping Beauty. It paints a very informative and interesting picture into what the uh, company was like under Eisner. Boo, hiss. <laughs> Um, Is that in the email? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes, it is. Um, I've actually seen The Waking Sleeping Beauty. It's really, I really liked it. Yeah? I think it's on Netflix. I think so, too. Um, Okay, enough of my nerdiness uh, has been shown for one evening. Love the show, and thanks for adding a little magic to my day. Angie. Thank you, Angie. Thanks, Angie. Um, Okay, and then our last one today is from Bree. Uh, love, love, love the show. I just had an idea for maybe a future episode. I think it'd be really cool if you each took a recent project from Disney Research, uh, www.disneyresearch.com, and pitched an attraction or ride that would incorporate the project into the park. I know you've already done a bunch of shows where you come up with new rides, lands, attractions, but it'd be so cool to see applications of completely new technology. P.S. I've been binging the show while making costumes for D23. Thanks for making a show that's so consistently funny, educational, and thought-provoking. It never fails to make me smile. Awesome. Uh, great so, idea. That's yeah. exactly what the show is about, Bree. <laughs> Thanks, Bree. We'll do that. Yeah. Ready? Done. We did okay, it. We did it. Bye. Yeah, I, I, I read that uh, that feedback. I was like, that's brilliant. That's a great, that's a great that's idea. A great idea. Uh, that's it for feedback. That's it for today. All right, let's get our let's get our friend Matt on the phone here, and talk to him and pitch him some ideas. Yes, you know? and of course, you know he can't really do anything about them or or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just want to see like someone who's been at the company for ten years, yeah. I think, or something like that. What what would work? What would, what 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 does what, he think at least? Yeah, what would crowds like? And um, you know, I think it'll be. I, I think feel it'll like be good. Your call has been forwarded. To <laughs> that dude. He hates yeah, us. I know, <laughs> right, dude? That dude is not here. Oh, geez, this again. <laughs> I think you guys sang the whole song last time. It was pretty close. It's close enough. <laughs> I'll call him back. Um, I think. Well, he's around because he just popped up on on my Google Doc. Okay. Yeah, he was reading through mine as well. It's yeah, creepy. Like it's creepy it. when you're doing Google Docs and you see and you know somebody else is reading what you're writing. Yeah. Know, there's something really weird about that. I don't know if this means anything, but he gave me an A plus, so <laughs> Lies. Friend. Hi there. Hi, buddy. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good. So thank you uh, for joining us again, Matt, and uh to shoot down or <laughs> steal and pitch our ideas. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thank you guys for inviting me. This is 
I've been looking over these these things, and I hadn't seen a lot of these Disney research project, projects. These are really cool. Dude, they're crazy, right? There's a lot of stuff that's like 3D animation and, and motion capture and like how to better animate hair yeah. and facial expressions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It, it makes me really excited for the next five years of movies and video games. It's going to be super yeah. hyper-realistic, yeah. man. So yeah, basically, uh, we just want your your general opinion. Um, I thought about doing like specific, uh, you know, grading categories and stuff like that, but uh, I, I I thought better of it. Um, so you can just give us an overall thing, but you know, whatever you feel would be the best presented to uh, to you know people in the park, to visitors in the park, um, and you know, from an executable standpoint, uh, or you know, what the park could take and kind of run with, and and you know, just get uh, get bodies in the in the rides, man. And creativity, of course. All right. Did I lose you, Matt? No, trying to. I did. I lost him. Oh shoot! What is happening? Trying hmm. to reconnect. Google Voice, dude. Look at you. It's hard to not have like real things in your life. Like we don't have cable, right? And we don't have a phone. Is your video paused, homie? Is all your videos paused? I don't know if I can pause mine because I'm the admin. Mine Does is it paused. Affect it? Okay. I can pause it, sure. Yeah. Because uh, I think it's just your preview. And, and uh, okay. I mean, even though we have a pretty decent, you know, sized internet connection. We're paused. Um, I just, I don't know. And, and mine's wired, so we shouldn't be having this issue. Trying to reconnect. Well, that's just great. <laughs> Try harder. Yeah, right? Ridiculous. Bummer. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to start without Matty, but right. Um, well, he does already have, have them, so he's read through them. So we can at least talk about them, and then. He probably, yeah, it's him texting me right now. Well, that's a bummer, dude. Learn more. No, I don't want to learn more. Actually, fix a problem with Hangouts. <laughs> All right. Well, let me try call him again. So okay. uh, we'll see what happens. I'm excited for the show. I am, I yes. So I think it'll be good. I am. Um, there is probably at least 50 projects out there. I mean, I went through, I didn't read through all of them, but I kind of like browsed all of them. There's pages and pages of them. Oh, yeah. And I understood 10%. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Sorry about that. That's on my end. I don't know what happened, but. Uh, some guys in black suits with mouse ears just showed up and, and told me to stop talking about this stuff. See, that's what it was. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you shut like, them out. You're in your panic room now, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm in the bunker. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's get started before Google decides that they don't want us to talk to you. Okay. So um, Bev did one. She emailed it over, but let's save hers. Let's save hers. Taryn, why don't you go first? Sure. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay, my first one. Oh, well, I have two, so I guess I'll just read one of them right now. Okay. Uh, this is the the project is like a human robot that plays toss. So uh, I'll give you the description of the of the actual research project. It's uh, it says using an animatronic humanoid robot, we developed a test bed for a throwing and catching game scenario. We use an external camera system to locate balls and a Kalman filter to predict ball destination and timing. Successful catches are thrown back uh, two and a half meters forward to the participant, and missed catches are detected to trigger suitable animations that indicate failure. 
human uh, to robot partner juggling. Uh, well, I won't go into that because I don't use that, but uh, it also can juggle. So this is a robot that can toss to a human and the human can toss it back and the robot will catch it. Mm-hmm. And if the robot doesn't catch it or the human throws it wrong or whatever, then the, the robot kind of like will look down and like look sad and or kind of tilt its head. Like it shows like a some sort of emotion. Okay. So here is my thought to go along with this technology. Uh, this is uh, from the movie Inside Out. So here's my little synopsis. Riley has broken her leg and is going to have to sit out the hockey playoffs. She's angry, sad, disgusted, and afraid. And to top it off, one of her core memories is broken. Joy is desperate to make Riley happy again, so she's taken the thought train to Hockey Island to get it back up and running. On the way there, sadness, disgust, anger, and fear keep tossing out memories in hopes this will clear up some room for happier ones. Joy finally realizes that the only way to make Riley happy again is to replace the broken core memory. This ride is a sort of combination of Radiator Springs Racers and Midway Mania. So you're riding in the Thought Train, and it's a a four-person car, much like Midway Mania. It twists and turns and spins throughout, but slows or stops, haven't really decided, at five different spots along the journey. Um, The first four stops involve sadness, anger, fear, and disgust, and they're tossing memory balls into your vehicle. So these animatronics are tossing these balls into your vehicle, and you're you're meant to catch them. Okay. Uh, these balls are small, lightweight rubber, and are thrown from the the characters uh, using the robot tossing technology. Then on the final stop, you find Joy, and she has just figured out that she needs uh, that she needs the memories that have been tossed to you back, basically. So you get four chances to toss them to Joy, another animatronic, uh, and the memories you've collected, uh, from those memories that you've collected, and this is going to save the day, essentially. Okay. And my thought is that if a car misses all four times, and they're total losers, um, then Joy will have the ability to pick one up, you know, whether it's magically somewhere yeah. or whatever, on her own to ensure a happy ending. Okay. But she will, if you do miss, she is still going to make those kind of like, oh, okay, try again kind of thing. So that's my that's my thought for the ride. Okay, very good. I like it. Very good. Terrence, why don't you go ahead? Um, let me see. That was good. So let me see if I can find something good on mine. Um, augmenting physical avatars using projector-based illumination. So uh, basically you have an animatronic head. And by using a projector on the animatronic head, you can completely change the features. So you have a face that can move in different ways, but then you can add, uh, whether it be a different color, whether it be wrinkles, using projector. And so what I want to do with this, and it's perfect that Bev's watching Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, I want to add this to Indiana Jones. Um, and and with, when you go through the different... Um, well, let's go for the different doors, quote unquote. But uh, you go through the one, right? So you go through the one that is um, uh, when you're looking for eternal youth, and then when you look into the Mara's eyes, uh, you're, it's supposed to be bad, like you're going to die, basically. And so, I, what I would want to have is to have multiple um, animatronics there with the projectors working on them, and there would be people whose faces would begin to melt and age very rapidly, just Ooh. like in the movie when they when they open the arc. Oh, okay. I think that would be a great addition oh, to it. Okay. Interesting. Fancy. Thank you. Cool. Uh, you, want, you want to read Bev's now? Yeah, let's do Bev's. All right. <clears throat> this is Bev's. She sent this to me in an email, and the email is entitled, Why I Will Never Be an Imagineer. 
Poor Beth. Uh, it's called Pixel Bots. She said, uh, I would add this to Hollywoodland in the building where they also have Turtle Talk with Crush. There will be a circular kiosk somewhere in that giant room with four fairly large screens uh, on each side. Each screen will be connected to its own computer so that four people could use it as a time. Kids or adults will have the opportunity to create their own animated shorts using the Pixel Bots. There will be preloaded story templates to help the guests, but they will ultimately get to decide which story they want to use, as well as the outcome of the story using a fill-in-the-blank system with option A, B, or C, etc. Once the story template has been completed, the guests can watch the Pixel Bots bring the story to life. When they're done, they'll be given the option to have a recording of the Pixel Bot video emailed to them. That's a a good idea. What are the Pixel Bots, did she say? Um, No, but I'm looking at it right now. It's a new kind of display composed of a mobile robot swarm. Each robot acts as an individual pixel and has controllable color. Have you seen um, Hmm. Pikiro 6? Yeah. So with the the little microbots that he has? Yeah. like that, where they can form oh. one thing, but each is an individual pixel. We'll have a portion of a picture that all makes sense when they come together. Yeah, oh, cool. Thing. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. All right. Now, Matt, I want you to pay close attention, because here's mine. Oh, this is where I'm starting to come in. Good, because I wasn't listening to you. Good, I appreciate that. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going in. I'm going in right now. I got, uh, I got two. I'm gonna give you my least, my the least favorite. Um, it's a combination of two, uh, two te- pieces of technology. It's a cross between Turtle Talk with Crush and the Disney Animation Studio. Uh, kids can choose from a set of set list of pages to color, uh, and using augmented reality, a cast member brings the drawing to life. Then the drawing is ported over and animated, leading the kids through a random selection of over 50 short adventures through the Disney film archives. They can interact with classic characters as well as be indoctrinated, I mean, introduced to any <laughs> new characters. And so this is based on two uh, two pieces of tech that they're doing uh, right now. One is called Augmented Creativity, Bridging the Real and Virtual Worlds to Enhance Creative Play, which is basically a child can be coloring and you can hold the, the iPad or whatever and the, the app is, is literally pulls that out from the page it's a 3d image and it's being colored in as you're coloring it wow and then you can take that and with another set of technology that they're using called animating animating non-humanoid characters with human motion data that can be animated so you can have some you can have a child color of a thing what an octopus or whatever and that can be Animated, obviously the animation would be a set like range of motion or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and you can have the 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 guest create their own short. Cool. Essentially. All right. Are, were you sitting down for that, Matt? Because uh, <laughs> oh, goodness, I, I'm still with you. <laughs> you I'm, I'm listening impartially. Come on. <laughs> that's that's not what I paid Good you job. for. Good job, Matt. Uh, do you have another one, Taryn? I do have another one. All right, go for it. Um, this one, the technology is called, uh, or the research project is called Aerial. It's a new, low-cost, highly scalable, haptic technology that delivers expressive tactile sensations in midair. Aerial enables users to feel virtual objects, experience dynamically varying textures without requiring the user to wear a physical device. Aerial is designed to use a vortex, a ring of air that can travel large distances while keeping its shape and, and speed. While the vortex hits the user's skin, the low-pressure system inside of vort- in, inside a vortex collapse and imparts a force that the user can feel. So, 
Um, by the way, that's what these all read like. So right. <laughs> it's, very clinical. Yes. I had to read it like eight times to even understand what it was saying. So <laughs> this is essentially like a something that can make you feel something that's not truly there. Right. Um, so my plan with this technology is to update existing dark rides so that the rider is able to interact more with the characters and situations within the rides. So some of, and, and I'm thinking do this pretty much anywhere you can, but some of my examples include um, Peter Pan, uh, when you see the mermaids at the end of the ride, uh, and then there's all those like um, sparkles kind of in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you feel a sprinkling on your arm of, ah. you know, like a glittery sprinkling. Um uh, or on the Little Mermaid ride, uh, you can feel the water as you're sliding backwards down into the ride. Oh, you feel like you're drowning? That's cool. <laughs> no, you feel like the bubbles, the bubbles from the water. Okay. Um, in Alice in Wonderland, maybe you can feel a bread and butterfly, or uh, maybe you can. How would that feel? It's like a butterfly. A butterfly? No, like just a, butter- a greasy. Yeah, probably greasy. <laughs> um, or you can feel the broom sweeping over your feet at that one mm-hmm. spot. Uh, the Haunted Mansion, maybe you, uh, this one was kind of cool, like you, maybe you feel a ghost fly by, oh, but freaky. specifically, freaky. <laughs> so but specifically freaky. just when you're in the room, when you're waiting to go into the stretching portraits. Oh yeah. Like so it, when you're like just it, standing there, it's like moving through the crowd maybe or something. Yeah. And you just, oh, you're standing there, you're idea. waiting for the doors to open. You just feel a little, Almost like it's trying to push his like way a through. flutter. Ugh, so <laughs> creepy. <laughs> that is creepy. Um, or in Ratatouille, when the rats are crawling everywhere, you ugh. feel them crawl all over you. No, Rex? that's no, we could talk about that later. Um, so I, my thought is that this could be done in many places throughout the park. Um, I'd love to see this in some of the sitting areas where there's nothing really else going on. Mm-hmm. Like um, that big sitting area near the Jungle Cruise exit, like that that little oh, circular yeah. area. Okay. By um, Aladdin's Oasis. Yeah, like yeah. they can. They also have this technology where they can have an animation kind of show up on your arm. So like you could have a butterfly Sit, sitting on your arm, and then Crazy. and then so this insane. aerial technology can make it actually feel like the butterfly is fluttering on you. Yeah. So, so like stuff like that, where it's not part of a ride, but it's still something. It's one of those Disney magic kind of things. Yeah, that's okay. Very good. That's craziness. All right, Terrence, give me one more. All right, uh, I have two more. So give me one. one right now. Okay. Uh, tactile rendering of 3D features on touch surfaces. So uh, basically, looking at a um, a non flat surface or an animal that has ridges and peaks and valleys to it and um, by using uh, force touch like what they do on phones nowadays you can actually have uh, the animal respond according to where you would be touching it on its actual body. So um, 3D touch and interaction is something that we deal with every day whenever we use our phone, a tablet, or even our watch. Uh, this project looks to create virtual ridges and edges to items that react to you based on the, um, your amount of force. I'd like to apply this to one of the least interactive rides in the park, the submarine ride. <laughs> so uh, what you would do is you would implant a thin layer of glass to the current windows in the submarine, um, and this would allow random sea animals to swim by and allow you to touch them, and they would react to you based on how you touch them. So you're basically creating a virtual petting zoo underwater, and the ride. Wow, that not that's bad. a really good idea. Yeah, not bad. Here's mine. Here's a though. better one. Yeah. <laughs> Here's mine though, and I want Matt. I really want you to to just oh my gosh. get in like a crash position because I think this is gonna really gonna just take the the air out of your out of your something or other. Uh, <clears throat> this is uh, my idea for a a real life Star Wars Jedi Training Academy. 
Jeez. What? I'm already scared. It uses a combination of animatronics and augmented reality. You are a Jedi. You're visiting the Jedi Training Academy. You use your lightsaber to deflect blasts from your training droid. Use your force push to devastate enemies in your path. Cut down waves of droids that are invading the training academy. Ultimately, you are joined by Master Yoda, and using the combined Jedi powers of everybody in the ride vehicle, you generate a huge force push that clears the oncoming waves of TIE fighters and stops the Empire advance. Each seat has the ability to let you jump a couple of feet in the air to maximize the Jedi experience. Each participant is in their own harness seat, similar to those stand-up roller coasters where your feet are off the ground, yeah. like a bicycle seat that kind of hurts your butt all the time. Yes. You move in a, in a car group of five people, so think of maybe like a smaller version of Soren. Okay, okay. Right? Mm. You work your way through the ride and ultimately to victory. Uh, you have a VR headset, virtual reality headset, and a handheld lightsaber hilt that activates in the headset when you hit the button. So there's okay. no actual stream of light, obviously, or um, you know, like a just a, a piece of plastic that glows. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything. But in your headset, you see it activate when you hit the button. Hmm. Okay. And okay. so that's where that's where most of the stuff takes place is in the headset in the VR. Yeah. Okay. okay. Interesting. And so this is using two, uh, two again, two pieces of technology. One is uh, that augmented creativity, where if you watch that video on, um, and I should, I should link all of these mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, on the Disney Institute. It's, I mean, you can have there's like a, a, a like a receiver in the middle of the room, and these three kids, well, you know. They're adults, I guess. But they have, like, iPads, and they're holding it against the thing, and they're, like, hacking this thing. Or I don't know what's going on, but they're not doing anything but kind of, like, pushing buttons. But they see the augmented reality 3D design interacting with something in the real world. Right. Uh, So that's kind of where I got the idea from. You have a VR headset. You can see the thing. You can move your, you know, your whatever. Um, and That'd then cool. the, the second piece of that was based on Taryn. You 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 had the idea for the the juggling with a humanoid robot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they can juggle and they can also react to you know you um, emotion, they don't need to actually catch a physical object. So mm-hmm. if you use like your force push, they can kind of uh, fall away at the same okay. time, mm-hmm. or maybe they're reacting to your lightsaber attacks. Right, like moving so side to side, yeah. So you move your your hand one way or something like that, and then it it can kind of go up right. to, to block it virtually, but it's still there in real life. I don't know, I haven't figured it out too. That's much. a good idea. Okay. Um, so there you go. That's my uh, that's my experience. The the, uh, the ride seats are uh, spaced arm length apart, so you're not beating someone in the head. <laughs> that's probably right. a good idea. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Uh, good. There you cool. go. That's good it. Job. That's good. So I got first place. I have clearly. one more. I no, I have one more. Oh, that's right. I do have one more because I always yeah. have. And, and me being me, oh, <laughs> I always have to go. This could literally extreme. be anything. I know. I, I always have to go to the extreme. So I want you guys to think back. Just try to try to think about how cool this would be. A virtual Eric Clapton experience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. So uh, um, this is on animating non-humanoid characters with human motion data. So this is basically um, when they are animating something right now, the um, human who is doing the who's you know 
doing the animation or you know is acting as the model has to try to bring themselves down to the same level and and shape of whatever they're trying to animate. They don't they haven't had the uh, technology really to animate something that's non-human mm-hmm. in a human manner. So uh, Pixar, Disney, and etc. have a history of creating stories that have non-human characters taking on the roles of human characters. But the problem has always been that the characters seem to act and respond like a car or like a deer or like a clock, etc. That seems to take something away from the story. This project aims to create lifelike motions for characters with significantly different proportions than humans. And that's great for movies, but what about the rest of us? Well, do you remember making those music videos at Great America? Yes. Yep. Okay. I did one to Unskinny Bop. It was amazing. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to apply this to Disneyland. It's going to be in uh, Hollywood Land. It's going to be right by a Turtle Talk with Crush. Um, and with this technology, you'll be able to create a video with your friends based on famous Disneyland movies and characters. So imagine you and three of your uh, three of your friends becoming the dancing penguins in Mary Poppins, or you and your your boyfriend dancing like Belle and the Beast around the castle from the movie. So what you'll be able to do is go in there and do all the motions and do everything that you want, and they will animate you into the scene as if you were the characters. Interesting. That's my last idea. That's okay. pretty good. Very good, Terrence. Thank wow. you. Matt, uh, are, are you ready for uh, for some good judging material here? Yeah, I guess so. I'm, I'm just a tiebreaker, though, right? Uh, you guys are doing the actual judging, right? No, you are We you are giving us the uh, the feedback, my friend. You are the I'm only good. dude. Yeah, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure if uh, I was clear or not. <laughs> so, so Beverly's not there with you, or is she in the chat or something? No, she's no. not there at all. Yeah, she's not. She's okay, uh, she's sick at home. All right, she loses. That's <laughs> easy. <laughs> no, no, I thought, actually thought her, the pixel bot thing is interesting. It seems like judging by that video, it needs to be developed a little bit more. It reminds me of those. Um, like the shows now that they're doing with drones that light up, you know, and they kind of move and maybe form some different things, but it's kind of slow. And um, I think what she's trying to get out of it isn't there yet. So that's why I wasn't as crazy about that one yet. Um, And then uh, the ones that are using that augmented creativity or, or, and the, um, the, uh, let me see. Well, the the parents, the one that you just talked about with the, the different proportions. Yes. Yeah, I, I think those ones um, those ones are interesting, like as little interactives and things like that. You know, it, it could definitely, like Bev situated her as well in that animation building mm-hmm. in DCA where, you know, they have those little interactives and people expect to go in and, and do those little kinds of things. I, I never did the thing in Great America, so I, I, I didn't know what you were referring to. It was a um, it was a video to a you're in front of a blue screen yeah. singing and dancing with your friends to some popular song yeah oh okay yeah I didn't I, now like they had them at the mall right is that what Great America was <laughs> Great America <laughs> not the like great mall, not, yeah. not, not the Great Mall of America but <laughs> oh okay it's a theme park up here all right need to do some some more research here um, <laughs> no but I, I thought of the tactile ones that that idea of adding some some dimension and some feeling to the rides I really like the the submarine petting zoo uh, maybe over yours Karen just because that one you know the submarine one really like opens that ride up to a whole new 
uh, experience because yeah. I think Terrence is right. You're you're in this metal tube and you don't get the feeling that you're there with things. Whereas when you're in the Jungle Cruise or or the Mansion or the Dark Rides, it's like you're you're there. You're just kind of plushing the ride a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I really liked what Terrence did with that to to open it up to this whole new, um, you know, to bring some interactivity that just couldn't happen before. That's that's neat. Okay, let's end it there. But yeah, yeah, my top my top two are between. Uh, Karen and Jason's sort of whole holistic ride ideas, this Jedi thing, and then the um, uh, uh, Inside Out, right? Which mm-hmm. if anybody if, who knows me knows I, I complain a lot about Inside Out, so I can't believe I'm favoring this idea. <laughs> but, uh, but so I guess uh, the, the VR thing is a full headset deal, the ride vehicle providing some motion. I'm trying to get my head around the ideas because I, you know, I don't have anything in front of me to see them. Um, how are you using the juggling robot in that, Jason? I don't know. I think <laughs> I think it, I diverged from from the original idea. Like my original idea was to have it as like a training bot, right, where you're actually uh-huh. sword fighting against the thing. You know, because right now in the Jedi Academy, it's there's a guy and he's like anticipating your moves, a like block left or whatever. You know, and it's not yeah. really. But you know, the, the, then again, it's for six year olds, so who cares? Um, so yeah. that prob the juggling robot probably was just more of like a way to better anticipate people's moves. So you can interact with um, with the animatronics a little bit more than than you can now. But mm-hmm. if everything's in VR, you don't even need them, and it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Right. Or maybe maybe. Uh, th- and I don't know with those headsets. You, are you ever able if they if they so choose? Do they ever allow you to see outside of them, or is it always your head in a helmet and you're just seeing what they're showing you? I think I think it's the latter. But uh, I okay. you know I I can imagine that the geniuses at Disney can <laughs> can figure out something. I don't you know I don't know maybe it's a. Maybe it's a, like a screen in front of the ride car where it's not an actual helmet, but it's like a 180 degree in the ride car. And then you can, you know, like kind of like Star Tours is now. Right. But then that's not, that's not augmented reality, so. Oh, my gosh. It's 80% there, all right? I don't, like, I don't, I mean, I have all the costumes for the CMs, so that's, that's already done. That's good. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm. I think I'm liking Taryn. No! I, I think I'm winning this one. I'm sorry. God. Uh, Thanks, again, Matt. it hurts me to be favoring an inside-out <laughs> idea. I just, I just, I'm not comfortable with it. But you it's, and me both. it's a, a property that had, they didn't do a whole lot with it once it was done. Even though that movie did pretty well, and uh, I thought it was a real good play on the the balls in the movie and the train, and it kind of puts you into the movie. And there's some interactivity. There's you guys are always going to win with me if you use animatronic figures and rely very heavily on them because then <laughs> I just keep my job. <laughs> well, that's that's a good point. Um, it's true. So, yeah, I thought this one was a really good, holistic idea that relied on, you know, some things we've got in terms of a ride system and, so, you know, bringing in a new technology, but then really selling the environment of that movie and, and uh, yeah, wrapping it all up with a nice emotional bow. Wow. See, I did it. And yeah. I guess I didn't understand. I've never seen that movie, so I had no idea what she was talking about. I'm like, the train and the ball. Okay, cool. Well, and to be honest with you, the reason that I came up with, the, the reason I went with Inside Out is because I wanted to do this ball idea, and I kept trying to figure out what I could do with that, and I couldn't think of any other movies that 
dealt with any sort of throwing of a ball or any kind of ball at all. And so then I thought of that one. And, and so I actually watched it last night because I was like, how am I going to make a ride out of this? <laughs> <laughs> no, you did good, Taryn. You did good. Yeah, great job. Thanks. Well, Matt, you let me down, but you, <laughs> but you came through for Taryn, and, and, and I still love you. I said nice things about you all. So. <laughs> That's true, you, know. you did. All right. I appreciate the time, Matt. Thanks, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Good talking to you all. Of Take course. Care. You too. Bye, friend. Hey. Bye-bye. I like that guy. I like when people get off the phone and say bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. I don't bye-bye. know why. <laughs> oh, bye. He just, I love that, man. He is so he's good nice. He's yeah. a good dude. Um, okay, let's talk to, um, well, let's see, I got a, I got a call. I got to make a phone call. We have call. so many phone calls today. It's like, I know. it's like the phone is a new invention for ears up. <laughs> We're like, it let's really see is. how many times we can use it in one day. So I know that you said you haven't seen it, um, inside out. Do you yeah. have any idea how much money that made, that movie made? No. $857 million. Wow. It's number 13 all time for animated really? movies. Yeah. I had no idea. Wow. No I, idea. I really like it. It's I think so it's a good movie. Cute. I actually like the um we have it on DVD I think it is but we have um there's a, a little scene afterwards on the like a special uh, movie about uh-huh. Riley the boy the boy that can't oh. speak when he sees Riley um her, him trying to take her out on a date. Oh. Is real is really cute. <laughs> my one of my favorite parts is at the credits when they talk about or when they show the cat's brain. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. Jeremy. Hello. Hello. What's happening, guys? How you doing, buddy? Where are you? Hey, I'm great. I'm in California Adventure right now. Wow. I'm sorry. Jealous. How could I not be great? (laughs) (laughs) So you are in Disneyland. Well, not you're at the Disney Resort in Anaheim currently, which is uh, very sad for us because it's about 400 miles away from us. It's like the closest you've ever been to us. I know. I know. I don't know why you're not here. Oh, uh, I wish. Yeah, well, because it's Easter Well, tomorrow. because we're selling our house. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's yeah. Easter tomorrow. That was the problem. We have family things. Uh, we wanted to. Too bad those annual passes are just sitting there going unused. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> it's so true. Stop it. <laughs> but you had to, you'd send me an email yesterday. You're like, hey, this uh, food and wine deal over here at uh, DCA is pretty cool, actually. And uh, I just wanted to, to get you on here for a little bit and... Tell us about it. What's what's happening? Why is it cool? What are they doing? Uh, you know, what do you yeah, like? So you emailed me. I was in the Emporium this morning buying a Main Street electrical price CD, the last thing I need. <laughs> and you emailed me back, and you were like, call, call us in and tell us about it. So I was like, oh, man. So I checked out as fast as I could, and I went back to, ran over to California Adventures so I could try as many more things as I could so I would have something to actually say to you guys <laughs> when I called in. Yeah, well, what, uh, um, what what did you like, man? What was your favorite thing that they have over there? Because I don't know if we'll be able to get down there before it's gone. Well, tomorrow's the last day of it, so it'll have to wait till next year. But, um, so there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of my perspective is from the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, because they've got two of those a year, and they're really massive. Mm-hmm. And I've been going to them for like 10 years, so like this is totally different for me. So my, everything that I'm my viewing it through is like, what I think of based on that. Right. So it's definitely smaller. Um, you know, there's maybe only like a dozen or so food booths. Um, but I would say the quality is probably a bit better. Hmm. Oh, so okay. uh, you could actually make that analogy for the whole resort. Disneyland is smaller, but the quality is better <laughs> in Disney World. I would agree with you. Um, 
Yeah, so and so it's organized instead of at Epcot, it's all organized around different countries. So these booths represent the, the cuisine of a different country. Here, it's all California-based, but they represent different um, foods. So one might be based around lemons, and one might be based around garlic. And uh, there's Life one called well Nuts About Cheese, presented by Guys Hollywood, and a multi- combination. Sorry. Sorry. No, yeah, you're here. I was playing an ad over you on accident because <laughs> these stupid pop-up ads on my news feed. It's like, stop! You're Fortune.com. Okay. Why do you have a, an auto player? Get out of town. <laughs> Sorry. Continue, please. Uh, all right. Well, um, so, <laughs> so um, a few of the dishes are really good. Um, and I've been trying a lot of the different beers that are around. They've got this great... Passport, which Epcot also does, uh-huh. um, and basically it's a it's a menu, a little passport menu of each of the different food stops that you can go to, and what they do. And if you're a fan of the Epcot version, which this, so there was kind of a controversy this year. You used to be able to go up and you'd hand your passport to the person when you were buying your food, and they would stamp it so that you knew you had been there, and you know you had bragging rights if you had been to stamp your whole book, <laughs> right. Well, then this year they changed it to, they just put a bunch of stickers in there so you could figure it yourself. So everyone's cheating, you know. Really? You can just do whatever you want. Yeah. Do you get a, do you get a thing at the end? What? Do you get a thing at the end? Like, do you get a prize for filling the book up or it's literally just bragging rights? No, you go home and you throw it away and then you just, (laughs) life goes on. So they're just, you're cheating yourself. or or you file it away like me and then compare the menus from year to year because you're a loser. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that you do that. <laughs> so here, Disney World fans will be happy to know that uh, DCA actually still does the actual stamps instead of the stickers, so it's definitely more legit. Nice. Awesome. Um, so in the back, they've got this AP area. So I was all excited because I'm like, all right, I'm an EP. Like, let me go back there and see, like, what's going on. I want to yeah. get the free stuff. <laughs> I walk into this AP section, and they check my pass. You know, it's all very official. And I'm like, all right, well, what's going on here? They're like, you can get your picture taken in front of this sign that says AP. <laughs> huh. Cool. And I was like, okay, what else is there? And she goes, well, we had buns, but we ran out. <laughs> and I was like. Wow. I was like, I walked all the way over to Goofy's whatever sky school or whatever it is just to take my picture. So I walked, I was like about to walk out. She could tell I was annoyed. So she goes, oh, well, we've got this uh, demonstration that you can come to later where a, a chef cooks the food and then you can try it. And I was like, isn't that what this whole thing is? Like, <laughs> chef cooks stuff and then I eat it? Like, <laughs> got it. <laughs> so I just walked through, I just walked away all annoyed and that was it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, they're they're really pushing the like the the you know new benefits of the annual passes, but it's all kind of boring stuff. They're like fake benefits. Yeah. Oh, you can get your picture yeah, taken. They're benefits. They're fake benefits. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's very weird. Like, just, you know what? Just give me a lower price. Like, I don't need a postcard. I don't need my picture taken in yeah. front of a sign. I don't need a shirt. I don't need whatever. Just let me get into the park an hour early and give me a lower price. Those are, that's what I want. That's they don't what anybody want to wants. do that. No, of course not. <laughs> but imagine how much money yeah. they're spending on paying somebody, a greeter, to check the passes, a photographer to sit there, to, someone to make the stupid thing that you have in front of your face, you know, the picture or whatever. Yeah. It makes me mad for you, Jeremy. Dumb. Well, it sounds awesome. It's, actually, it's, an, it's 
infuriating. Um, so I got a couple more notes. I just want to. So yep. I, I told you, I, I went. I was like, I can't. I'm used to coming on here, and I've got a whole outline and a write up. So I was like, I can't just go on and like phone it in, literally phone it in. Right. So I went to a store to buy a pen, and it was like eight dollars, and then it didn't work. And so now I went. I got a new pen. So I since I bought this pen, like I have some more notes I'd like to tell you about. Okay, please do. Yeah, you paid sixteen dollars to tell us these notes. <laughs> So the difference, the drink sizes here are full size. So if you buy a, gla- a beer or a glass of wine, you're getting a full beer and a full glass of wine. I so on the one hand, like I like that I have a whole beer, but on the other hand, at Epcot, you get they're small, they're half the price, but they're smaller, uh-huh. which I like because you can sample more. Yes. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like yeah, all right. Well, I wish I could just get some. They do have some flights, but I wish I could get smaller drinks. Okay. Um, there's no co- so in, as far as merchandise is concerned, there's no cookbook. So at Epcot, they have a cookbook that offers recipes from all the different booths, so you can take home, like go home and like make it yourself. Yeah, that's there's a, no cookbook. So yeah. I feel like that'd be kind of neat if they offered that. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's a good merchandising <laughs> idea. It's a great idea because I have like six of them and I've never made one thing out of any of them. <laughs> Sounds like uh, Jeremy's going to come over and be our personal chef one day. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, that's it for my notes. Okay. <laughs> what's, the, what's the best uh, beer and what's the best food you've had so far? Uh, so right now I am drinking. Hold on, I wrote it down. At the moment, I am sipping on a Carl Strauss Brewing Company oh. Big Barrel Double IPA from San Diego. Wow! And it packs a wall. You lost yeah. me at Carl Strauss. I'm sorry. Oh, what? Yeah. Carl Strauss isn't that bad. Not a I like fan. it. Listen, I don't know about all these California beers. I just like I saw double IPA and I went for it. Yeah. Andy, fair enough, man. Fair enough. What uh what about the food? What's your what's your favorite thing that you tried so the people listening live who okay. may be able to go down and try it can try it. Yeah, get down here guys. So there's a at the Lemon Grove, there's a duck confit on potato smash with Meyer lemon preserves that I thought was amazing. Ooh, that huh. sounds good. That sounds good. But what's I wanna Put one thing on it. While it does taste good, when they describe it as a potato smash, it's it's over three potato tots. So don't get your hopes oh, up that you're having on. some sort of. I was going to ask like a potato smash. Isn't that where they just take like the fingering potatoes and like smash it down a little bit? Apparently not. I do that at home. Not even. I was thinking like a potato. It's three kind of uh, thing. Yeah. It's three orita tater tots. <laughs> That's amazing. Oven cooked. Are they, are they smashed? Now, are they no- smashed at all? No, I smashed them myself. <laughs> so potato smash, they mean uh, grated potatoes smashed into the form of a tater top, but that's too, probably too long of a title. <laughs> true. If they're going to stamp your card, right. you got to smash the potatoes yourself, all right? But also, let's be honest, tater tots are like the best thing ever. I agree. So, no, Well, that's why it's still a winner, because <laughs> we like. let's not get on our high horse. It's still a tater tot, and who doesn't love that? Yeah, and you're, really in, you're still in DCA after all. You can't be too highbrow about things. True. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. All right, Jeremy. Well, if that's it, if that's all the, the, the Spectro, uh, you know, review of DCA, we'll let you go. Yeah. And I will say this to be, make this a true Spectro Time segment. Yeah. They changed the area music. Oh. So um, in that part of the park, they're playing all this, like, remix, like, California kind of I don't know, music, and it's really loud, and I actually had to leave there so I could actually make this call. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the area music changed. Interesting. And do you like it? Is it better or worse? 
It's fine. It's whatever. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Go have another big, go have another big uh, double IPA, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I won't be able to get home if I have another one. <laughs> Jason's favorite style. Yeah. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, have a Jeremy. Good one, guys. Right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Jeremy. He's the best. There's yeah. never been a time in my life where it's been Easter weekend and I'm like, I want to be in Disneyland. <laughs> but I kind of do want to be there now just because he's there. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. I think it'd be fun, too. Yeah. We thought about going. And we're like, oh, we have like three families to go to on Easter. Yeah, so. yeah it's just not going to happen. No, it's, it's definitely fine. not going to happen. But uh, that was cool. A little mm-hmm. call-in segment. I thought it'd be fun, you know, give Jeremy something else to talk about other than music and prepared, you know, whatevers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the years of Disney news. I'm experimenting with a new program, so it took me a little bit. But let's do some Disney news, in case you guys didn't know. It's pretty Star Wars heavy. Uh, ahead of Star Wars Celebration kicking off, apparently that's this weekend, Disney and Lucasfilm announced today that a new Star Wars series will happen this summer on its YouTube channel. It's called Star Wars Forces of Destiny. We'll tell you the heroic, and heroic is in quotes, by the way. Right. <laughs> heroic stories of different characters from different periods in the franchise. Ray, Jin. Urso, Princess Leia, and Rebels. Rebels is is Ahsoka Tano will all receive canonical animated shorts that look at specific aspects of their origin story and retell it in more depth. Okay. Lucasfilm CEO Kathleen Kennedy said the major, uh, excuse me, the majority of actors who played the original characters in the various films or TV series would return to voice the characters in the shorts too, according to a press release. I know too soon. Wow. <laughs> too soon. Quote: Star Wars Forces of Destiny is for anyone who has been. Inspired by Leia's heroism, Ray's courage, or Asaka's ten- tenacity—I'm I'm butchering her name. I know it is, but whatever. Uh, we're thrilled that so many of the original actors are reprising the role. It's a fun new way, yada yada yada. It will exist first and foremost on Disney's YouTube channel as a new series, but will eventually move to television for a two-part special featuring eight new stories. It's scheduled to air this fall. Lucasfilm and Disney are also incorporating Hasbro toys because, of course, they are. Mm-hmm. Will also be made available this. Summer. So that would be fun. Yeah. Check that out on YouTube. Yeah, why not, right? I don't know what's happening. Uh, okay, let's do, uh, let's do one that's very exciting. <laughs> um, I, I guess. Club 33 is coming to Walt Disney World's theme parks. Wow. Yeah, I'm conflicted about this. Yeah. Um, me too. There's not a whole lot of information yet. Um, Versions of Club 33 will be installed in each Disney World theme park, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Disney's Animal Kingdom this fall. There are no further details from Disney about the establishments, including their exact locations in the park or the cost to join the limited membership club. Uh, Various sources list membership fees. Okay, we already know that. Um, I mean, I'm guessing, I mean, obvious, no, I'm guessing that it's going to be a lot less exclusive than... Club 33, yeah, at Disneyland. And I'm wondering, too, if since there's going to be a different one in each park, if you can be a member of a certain one in a certain park. And this is their way of of opening up that membership without really having to let anybody into the Disneyland one. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a possibility. The thing I don't like, I remember when they did the, um, the remodel of... 
Club 33 in uh-huh. Disneyland and how yeah. everyone was upset and how like people who had like myself who had never stepped foot in the Club 33 were upset. Yeah. Because of that remodel. Now imagine them taking that and having uh, if this is a uh, animal themed Club 33. This is a, mm-hmm. no, man, that's not what Walt wanted. And so I I understand what they're trying to do um, but no. Just no. Just leave it where it is. Don't But then on. at the same time Walt built Club 33 to show off to his rich friends and investors. So yeah, he built once, it to get investors. Right. right. Yeah. So then once Walt Disney World was built, it actually, if he were still around, it would kind of make sense for him to build one for the same purpose in these other places, in a way. For that purpose, yeah, but that's... Well, that's, yeah. That's purpose, not why this is doing it. Yeah, well, and the purpose doesn't fit anymore. Right. Because... It's, you know, they, they're generating enough money. But it, I mean, I don't know. How do I feel about it? I don't care because <laughs> I'm not a member and I don't go to Disney World, so I don't really care. Uh, but it sounds like you can be a member of one club or all four yeah. or whatever. Um, I feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like Club 33 was something really cool. Mm-hmm. It's like Star Wars. It was something really cool because it didn't happen to everybody all the time. Right. And there wasn't a whole lot of it to go around. But now suddenly Star Wars for me has lost a lot of its cool factor because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I just, I kind of, like I haven't seen Rogue One yet. Really? Haven't seen it because I just, I don't know. I didn't have the same drive to go see it on opening day like I did Force Awakens. I, I agree with you and we can, but, I had that same feeling, and then I saw it, and I've watched it four more times. Since I'm sure it's, it's great. So I just have, I just haven't done it. I just, okay. I just haven't had the, the drive, like I said, to go to go and see it. But I was okay. really excited for Force Awakens because it had been a long time. Right now, there was already a, a, a Star Wars movie out. I know it's going to be on Netflix or streaming somewhere in the mm-hmm. next six months. I'll just wait because I don't need to see it because I'm inundated with Star Wars things everywhere. But sense. if I had a smaller dose, so I think it's the same with Club 33. And if I were an existing Club 33 member, I'd be a little upset. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is an exclusive thing that, you know, I know there's one in Tokyo and I probably somewhere else. Right. But, like, <laughs> oh, we were joined by cats. Um, oh, dear. But, you know, wh- why Why are we doing this now? I understand it's for right. money, but it just it doesn't make it as cool. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. I don't know. So that's just me. Uh, me. <laughs> speaking of cool, uh, Wi-Fi hotspot testing at Disneyland Resort starting April 24th. So finally, Disneyland decides to be drug kicking and screaming into the early 2000s. Exactly. It's so bizarre to me that this hasn't already happened. Like, you can go to Toys R Us and get Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, why not Disneyland? I wonder if they did it because they don't want people so focused on their phones all the time and maybe not having Wi-Fi and not wanting to use data is something that had people just keep their phones in their pocket instead and not maybe. stop in the middle of walkways. But, but you can't control... Work. Yeah, that didn't, yeah. it's not going to happen. Uh, starting Monday, April 24th, Disneyland will be testing Wi-Fi hotspots at select locations around the resort. As part of this test, guests will not see any visible indication that testing is taking place. Guests may notice a new wireless network available on their mobile devices starting April 10th, actually. If they follow the steps to connect, they can access and utilize the Wi-Fi in that area starting April 24th. They may have trouble connecting their device to the Wi-Fi network during the testing period. All guests with a mobile device that connects to Disney's network will be asked to accept terms and conditions. I wonder what those are. Uh, Connectivity subject change at any time and can't be guaranteed during the testing period. As a reminder, the tests are part of Disney's ongoing innovation process and the actual experiences that are being tested in the parks may or may not end up being permanent park offerings. 
so strange. Interesting, exciting. I mean, I, and I wonder if they are opening up the Wi-Fi to connect more and, and maybe like get people using their app and maybe there's going to be some augmented reality thing that just people aren't yeah. going to use unless they're getting free Wi-Fi. And I've heard from a couple people that they have the bandwidth and the ability and the access points to give everyone in the park Wi-Fi. They've had it forever. Yeah. And they have their own dedicated like Wi-Fi for the park, but they just haven't turned it on, and, and nobody really kind of knows why. Yeah. Like just give people Wi-Fi, dude. I well, bet Knott's Berry Farm has Wi-Fi. They're also oh. doing the, the, the fast passes on the phones thing coming up soon. That's supposed to be yeah. kind of like the the magic bands, but uh, on your right, phone. Right. And so I bet this is kind of a part of that as well. People aren't going to want to use that if they have to use their data, potentially. Although, I just don't even know if people are thinking about that. I don't know. No. But either way. It's interesting, way. man. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, this one is entitled, Disney Files Patent to Bring Humanoid Robot to the Park. Which I thought was pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Uh, the next time you're strolling through a Walt Disney theme park, you were snuggly hug or photo with your favorite character, maybe with a super realistic robot. Nope. Disney Enterprises Incorporated announced it has filed a U.S. patent for a 3D printed interactive soft robot. The application describes the new soft body robot to be built specifically for quote physical interactions with humans. <laughs> okay, so can I tell you if you have to if you have to designate humans in there <laughs> that no. you, we're in the future. Yeah, go ahead. So one of so I was saying how I couldn't decide what to do with the ball, but I wanted to use that technology. Well, one of the things I thought was like maybe you could play toss with Walt Disney. <laughs> but, oh, cool. but then I thought like Yeah. It would be cool, but so creepy. But then, like, what else are they talking about here? It's creepy. Who else? What other human is going to be walking around Disneyland? You know uh, what I mean? I don't know. Like, like the you, presidents? No, no, no. That's weird, too. Yeah. I, I mean, just, it's all weird. I don't like this. I, I don't. I don't like... I, I like for the people I interact with at the park to be extremely sweaty people inside of a, a low-paid. Low paid. They're still living in their mom's basement hoping right. to make it. That's right. what I want. I don't want some weird humanoid robot who's stronger <laughs> than me. What, what happens if they rise? Terminator 2. <laughs> Terminator Sky, 1. Skynet. Right. I'm telling you, what if they rise up and try to take over? There's the, uh, what is it, the Asimov code? Yeah. Asimov. Is it Asimov, Asimov or is it... Um, um, Carl Strauss, that's who it is. The Carl Strauss Carl Strauss code, code, the double barrel code. Uh, If thoughts of a sci-fi world where sentient Uh, Disney characters take over the planet and wipe out humanity cross your mind, (laughs) fear not. Wow. The patent details the robots will actually be operated via remote controlled device. Oh, so like the cars, like the cars in Cars Land. I heard there were people in the cars. No, they're not. No, they're standing on the side with an iPad. Yeah. No, but I think actually driving it, oh. there are, I, I heard that there are. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't heard that. I heard and I think the person. iPad is just for the voices and the effects and stuff. Mm, okay. Yeah, I but I don't know. Right. Uh, while the patent proposal doesn't define the purpose of the, quote, cuddly robots, it does suggest that they're intended for interactive guidance or entertainment in stores and amusement parks and indicates they will be interacting with children. So, yeah, like a Mickey or whatever. You know. oh, that's freaking me out, dude. I don't like this at all. Um, I don't like that they call it cuddly robots. Well, the Baymax from... From, uh, Big Hero 6. Yeah, the that's, that's what it looks like. Oh. Yeah, That's exactly oh, what the, it looks okay. like. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of uh, into it now. There's no time frame. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no time frame. Uh, they say starting this spring, though, the company announced plans to hire more than 1,000 cast members for the parks. So it's not going to happen anytime soon, but okay. uh, it's happening. 
Hmm. And uh, last but certainly not least, um, every way to dress like a Disney princess from cocktail dresses to something called lingerie. Oh, my gosh. I know what this is. Uh, um Thanks. Uh, Walt Disney World in Florida just opened the Dress Shop on Cherry Tree Lane, which is a -a one-of-a-kind boutique that sells an array of dresses inspired by different characters in the classic Disney films, including Pocahontas, Snow White, and uh, yada, yada, yada. The collection of clothing and accessories, which ranges from short cocktail dresses to themed handbags, features a 50s fit and a flare polka dot Minnie Mouse dress, a patterned Mad Hatter party uh Midi, whatever a midi is, a Pocahontas purse, and plenty more from your favorite princesses. If you want one of the dresses, one of the more talked about pieces, it'll cost you a bit. Each one runs from about a hundred bucks to one hundred and sixty bucks. And as of now, you'll have to travel to the theme park in Orlando to get your hands on one. Although they will repeatedly be uh, reportedly be sold online soon. We're watching the video right now. It's, uh, it looks they look pretty cool. Yeah, they're cu- they're kind of cute. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I like the fifties thing mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When that article like, here's was... the Mad Tea Party one. I'm trying to show you. Okay. Go ahead now, please, turn. I, d- I don't know when that article was written, but I saw on Instagram that they're selling them in downtown Disney. Oh, nice. In Anaheim. Like a Haunted Mansion one and a... Um... Haunted Mansion one? April 13th was posted, so... Hmm. That's oh, well, weird. Uh, the lingerie looks ugly, personally, uh, but the swimwear looks cool. It's oh, interesting. That is neat. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. And then something called athleisure. <laughs> it's the stuff that you wear <laughs> when you want to look like you hike, but you don't. Right. Oh, so everybody at Costco. Yes, basically. It's like <laughs> velour tracksuits, uh, wedding gowns. Wow, that's a great idea. Yeah. So uh, overall, pretty crazy stuff, man. All right. Mm. Bad. So uh, get to uh, apparently downtown Disney now. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I you could know. be wrong. I'm I'm almost certain that that's what I saw, though. I was, and I was really surprised. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. We're going to affect the show and then uh, and leave. Um, in DCA, you might have seen the storyteller's statue depicting Walt and Mickey Mouse standing at the end of Main Street, kind of across the street there from the Carthay Lounge. Well, the inclusion of Mickey Mouse is a little odd because the revamp of Main Street and that statue itself was meant to be set in 1923, the year that Walt came to L.A. However, Mickey Mouse wasn't conceived until 1928. Ooh. So he's a little out of place there. He's He's yeah. traveling in time, and uh, I have a feeling uh, someone was like, hey, let's put Mickey in there, you know, and then no one really kind of cared that yeah. the timeline didn't match. That's true. So anyway, thank you very much, uh, everybody, for listening. Thank you to our good friend, Matt, for calling in and uh, making me second place winner. And uh, thank you to Jeremy from Spectro Radio for calling in and telling us all about what's happening at the Food and Wine Fest in DCA. And then uh, until next time, everyone, we'll see you in the parks.